0: welcome to Small Business MBA. In keeping with the financial trail today we look at one of the tax types that stumps many entrepreneurs and that's VAT. We recently looked at a few other forms of tax such as pay as you earn and company tax but VAT or value-added tax is so often misunderstood that we thought it deserved a space all of its own. I know that tax is not a topic we really want to talk about and that VAT in particular has a horrible reputation for being complicated and unfair. But since VAT registration and clearance is something that many of us require, yet again, I think it's time for us to put on our grown-up pants and learn more so that we can use the info to grow our businesses. VAT is an indirect system of taxation which means that it's not directly deducted from your income. And it's currently levied at 14% on the value of all goods and services supplied by vendors. It doesn't matter if the supply of the goods is of a capital or trading nature. The VAT system is not as complicated as it may seem. It works like this. You buy your goods from your supplier. The price will include VAT, then you sell these to your customer, charging VAT on the goods sold. The difference between the VAT you paid and the VAT you have collected, you will will either pay or claim from the receiver of revenue according to the VAT cycles. VAT is levied on the value of the goods or services, whether by sale, by rental agreement, installment credit agreement, or any other form of supply. Unlike most forms of tax, VAT is, technically speaking, not compulsory for most businesses. I say most businesses because there are some industries that require VAT registration from the first day of registration. If you're unsure of this, it is yet again one of those key moments that require you to go and do your homework on your industry norms. Businesses who turn over a million rand in a calendar year must register for VAT. In other words, if you are turning over more than a million rand, you have no choice. However, if you're not at a million rand, but you are turning over more than 50,000 rand, you can register for VAT. The major issue for many small businesses is when should they become VAT registered? In other words... When do the pros of registering for VAT outweigh the cons? If you're registered for VAT, you not only need to charge VAT and pay it over to SARS, but you need to keep accurate records of all VAT relevant transactions. This means that you need to be able to track who you sold to and you need to keep all their details. Now, as entrepreneurs, we tend to not be great at record keeping at the best of times. In addition, you need to have financial systems in place that can track that. This is of course in support of you submitting all your VAT returns and payments on time. Many smaller businesses should simply not be VAT registered purely because of the time and admin required. However, as mentioned, it is sometimes not a choice as some industries require this as an industry norm. In addition, there are many businesses, parastatals, and government departments who will not deal with businesses who are not VAT-registered. It's often seen as a measure of credibility and an additional tracking mechanism since small businesses are seen as unreliable. VAT is SARS-administered, so if SARS knows about the business, it must be okay. In addition, regardless of whether we are SARS-registered or not, we pay VAT on goods. Essentially, this means that we are absorbing a 14% cost on most items into our businesses if we are not VAT vendors. 14% is a huge margin for most small businesses to lose. So, should you decide to register for VAT? What does that mean for your business? Well, for every sale of over 50 Rand, you must issue an invoice clearly marked as a tax invoice to your customer. The invoice must contain, firstly, the value of the goods or services, excluding VAT. Next, the VAT calculated at 14% of the value of the goods or services. Next, the value of the goods or services, including VAT. It must also contain the name, address, and VAT registration number of the person buying the goods and services. And finally, your business's name, address, VAT registration number. Notice that as a VAT vendor, you need to have the VAT registration details of your customer on your tax invoice. Then you also need to track all the VAT that you have paid to other VAT registered businesses. Your business is then responsible for paying VAT according to the category that you've been assigned by SARS. These tend to follow an industry norm as well. This is one of those critical decisions that I've seen break many businesses, either because they did this too quickly or they waited too long. So after the break, I'm joined by an expert to help us figure out when the right time is for VAT to take its place in your business. Welcome back to Small Business MBA. I'm joined by Anne Ligman and today we're talking about voluntary VAT registration. Welcome back, Anne. Welcome, thank you for the invitation, yes. Okay, so voluntary VAT registration. Um, Why would I
1: want to be VAT registered if I don't have to be? You would want to do that because the monies that you pay to run your operation includes a 14% that you pay out to the person that you're buying supplies from or the company or the supplier that you're buying mm. stock from or any other spend like your stationery so that 14% you can claim back and 14% is a lot of money for a lot of small businesses it is it is if you look at a manufacturing concern for instance it is a high spend environment especially mm. if you spend on on stock and in and in on equipment and on setting up your, CEO, your your business, it's an extremely high amount. And imagine if you can claim back 50,000 rand in the first two months of operation just on that. And, and this
0: is something that I think that a lot of um, entrepreneurs struggle with, the idea mm. that it actually isn't an expense on your behalf because, because you're already paying it. So this is just a way for you to get that money Back so that
1: you can run your operation more, more, more efficiently. It's definitely not an expense, yes. If you look at a house, any business report, in your uh, statement of comprehensive income, for instance, VAT doesn't even appear as your list of operational expenses. Yes, yes. It's a total separate line because it's not your expense. In fact, all of those other things on your income statement are, tend to be carrying VAT. Absolutely. Those other things that's listed as your legitimate expenses have a VAT component and you need to claim it back. Okay. So the problem that a lot of small
0: businesses will, will will claim is it's complicated. Is it
1: really complicated to to, to become that registered? Absolutely not. You go to SARS, you don't even have to do it through a registered bookkeeper or a, 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 an auditor. I mean, with my other business, in the manufacturing space and in the import space, I went in, walked into SARS, I had a little interview of less than 15 mm-hmm. minutes, they completed the mm-hmm. VAT uh, 101 form and mm-hmm. that was it. And there we go. And, but of course, um, you know,
0: there is this perception that VAT is only for big businesses, but mm. if I recall the, the, the threshold, in other words, the, the amount that you need to be making is a 50,000 rand turnover for the year.
1: You need to make an uh, for, for voluntary registration, yeah. it's 50,000 rand. For uh compulsory, it's one million. If you exceed the one million, you compel to register within the first 21 days after exceeding 21 days. However, yeah. there's one little tiny and, and, and very hidden line that most of our bookkeepers or, or our auditors fail to advise our small okay. business about, and it's that the minute you hit in a bi month in two months period, if you hit four thousand. 200 in taxable supplies, yeah. you can voluntarily register for VAT. Well, that
0: makes sense because 4,200 times 12 would give you your, your, your 50,000 for the year. So essentially what you're doing is predicting that you, you would... That absolutely. You would, that you and
1: would that brings result. us to, to the, the essential part of registering for VAT because it is a cash flow tool. You use it to manage mm-hmm. your cash flow to your advantage. So if you hit that 4,2 and you can predict it, for the foreseeable future, then why not claim that prediction? And and going back to how simple it is, I mean,
0: SARS branches also tend to have really great um, small business um,
1: advisor um, tables Mm -hmm. that I imagine would help you through this process? Listen, um, yes, and in in my experience, and I have five years' consecutive experience as a small business Mm -hmm. owner, you don't even need to see a small business consultant. You know, the guys at the SARS counters are so good, and so every session with them is an educational session because now they have a quality system manage, measuring their performance as well. So, SARS so really take care of that side of the business as well, the relationship is managed so well mm-hmm. that when you walk out there, there's no reason for you to be unhappy, you can only smile.
0: <laughs> I I, yeah. I know that there are people that are gonna argue with us about that, but you know what? I've experienced that as well, and I think mm-hmm. that it's also about your attitude going in. Absolutely. And I think that it's about you know understanding um, what you need out of the transaction, yes. um, and going in with an open, mind say and 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 knowing that you're going to get out of it positively as well mm-hmm. okay so i want to go back to this notion that it's an expense okay and um i want to i want to talk about just the the importance of keeping an eye on your cash flow with regards mm-hmm. to your vat mm-hmm. okay I think that's something that a lot of people don't seem to take into account when they decide to not register for VAT. Is that you're paying for it in every every aspect of life. I mean, absolutely. Even even within your personal life, if you buy a bottle of water, you you're absorbing that
1: 14%. Absolutely. Even as a legal persona, which is the business, you pay VAT, irrespective of whether you are registered uh, VAT vendor, you pay paying it. So why not just take that one tiny little step and claim for it by registering as a vet vendor?
0: OK, so let's talk about the, the admin involved in, in administering within your business. Okay, mm-hmm. because that's the other fear that a lot of entrepreneurs have. This is going to give me a lot of paperwork. Um, I'm not good at bookkeeping. I'm not I'm not good at all of these things. So now this is another another you know mountain of paper that you wanna add to to my lot. Is it difficult to, 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 to be registered for that? What's the, what's the
1: admin consequences? Admin is really, really insignificant, yes. If you work on a month on month basis, every day you get or pay for something and you take that invoice and you put it on the top of the pile, on the top of the pile, on the top of the pile, that's your tax return. And guess what? When you go and claim for that list of expenses that you capture on a little Excel spreadsheet on on the latest software, which is very very cost effective for the mm. small mm. business owner, you 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 just submit that to SARS and SARS. It's very very seldom that SARS will come and inspect or ask for records. It's only when there is a disconnect or something that they can suspect some form of fraud that they would come and ask for a physical inspection of documents. But okay. In the interim, it's just a matter of submitting that report. And guess what? When you've made a mistake in the initial return, you can always fix it in the next return. And
0: that's—I I think that's a, that's another thing. Um, you know, the tools are, are are available to help us with this. Absolutely, and the people are available to help us with this. Absolutely. You mentioned um, software that is that is readily available and very mm-hmm. cost-effective. So, um, can you tell us a little bit more about software that can help us with with our admin of our financial processes.
1: Yes, um, uh, like as as an a, 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 approved training center, I also supply my uh, my customers with software licenses. And one of the tools that I really, really promote very strongly is the Sage One online accounting tool. Okay. because it's simple. It's easy to learn. You can, Mm -hmm. in a matter of two days, know the tool, use the tool, and start administering your business effectively. It has all the governance systems built in. And your VAT rates and all other tax rates get updated automatically for you. So governance systems, would that that include your VAT? It's absolutely, absolutely. And all other related are built into that system, which is very nice, and you get 24-7 support. So in other words, I can have a piece of software yes where
0: i am um, on an ongoing basis because i know that i know that um, one of the really great tools is that it automatically will bring your bank accounts your bank statement into the system yes yes um, and already within that i have the ability to then go and see where i'm sitting with all your my cash flow my cash
1: flow and my vat that's the nice thing about a tool it automates your vat return So your VAT 201 report, it generates for you. You just take it as is and you submit it to SARS. And that's it. All you need to do is diligently every time you pay for something, capture the little invoice to show the 14% VAT. And every time you sell something, capture it on the platform so that you can offset the Okay.
0: So why is, it important, why is it important to separate that you know, amount before tax, and then the tax, and then the amount after tax? I mean, surely um, you know,
1: it's logical. It's very important that you as a business, as a legal persona, must know that you don't own VAT. So the amount before VAT is your business. VAT <laughs> amount belongs to SARS. Mm. They need to take care of it they the agent appointed by government yeah. to administer and to manage it. Mm-hmm. Your business is before the vet line. So you need to, to make sure that whatever is Sasha's yep. business, that you transfer it to the relevant body for administration. Okay, okay. So
0: I'm sold, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just uh, quickly, um, you know, for somebody that's just walking in and that's missed the complete interview, why is it a good thing to register for VAT?
1: It's absolutely critical in the initial three to five years of a startup business and for existing business to register for mm. VAT. Because if as a, 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 in a business operation, yeah. you're acting as an agent for SARS, yeah. paying for VAT that you can claim back. So if you register, you can claim it back, but if you're not registered, and, you can't. And there
0: are a lot of businesses, a lot of parastatals, a lot of companies out there that won't do
1: business with you if you're not Absolutely registered. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It is a compliance factor that is very, very highly rated, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to business um, a contract, if you can mm-hmm. go into contractual relationships as yes. a supplier rendering services or providing yeah. goods to business, they prefer you because they know then you're properly governed. They also, it's it's, it's not, not only uh, in terms of compliance uh, perspective, in terms of your, uh, credibility, your credibility in the marketplace so as a supplier. Yeah. Remember, we want to be part of this uh, South African economy. And to be part of the economy, you need to honor the systems of the economy. Now, where can you get a better demonstration if you submit a tax clearance certificate that says that you are a valid VAT registered vendor? Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. (laughs) Anne, thank you so much for joining us again today. Thank you.
0: Thank you, yes. (laughs) After the break, we do some key top tips for how you can keep your VAT in order. Join us for that. Back to Small Business MBA. Today we're talking VAT, and I know that it's a sore topic for a lot of small businesses out there. So the first thing I wanna talk about is quite simply the fact that it's not that difficult. To be honest with you, in just a week, I've helped something like seven or eight businesses register for VAT. It's become such a simple process. It's literally one form that you fill in. And as long as you have your documentation in order, it becomes the easiest thing in the world. Now, why should you register for VAT? The simple fact of the matter is you are paying VAT anyway. And 14% is a lot of money. I know that a lot of people think that there's a lot of admin involved with it, and a lot of people think that you know it's a it's a complicated process that your business can't afford for you to spend time on, and so you know it's easier to just not do it. But the fact of the matter is if you look at your profit margins and you add 14% to that, chances are that number's gonna look a lot different. None of us can get away from that because it's loaded into everything we buy. So just think about the cost savings and the ability to up your profit margin by 14%. I'm pretty sure a little bit of admin isn't the worst thing for you. And on that on that little point of admin, a lot of your accounting software actually helps you do this. So it will already calculate all the that for you. It will already administer everything for you. All you really need is the discipline to not spend the money from your bank account. And I'm pretty sure that as an entrepreneur, you've worked on that discipline already. The next thing to think about is quite simply the fear of working within the tax system. Here's the thing. We spoke about tax in in other contexts with PAYE and the rest of them. That is actually much simpler than all of them because that is quite simply a percentage, a standard percentage on everything that you do. So if you think about it, the system isn't that bad. And again, there's so much information available online and there's so much information available to you as an entrepreneur via SARS, via their tax consultants and via your own accountant that it should not be a hard thing to implement within your business. And on that little point of admin, here's something that you have to remember. If your business is going to grow, eventually you're going to have to register for that anyway because it's going to become mandatory for you. Wouldn't it be a better idea to get all your systems and processes in place and ready while you're small and while you've got complete control over it? Isn't it important for you to understand how the system works because at the end of the day, it's your business and at the end of the day, if something goes wrong, SARS is going to hold you accountable. So, Just to reiterate something that we said earlier, once you've made 4,200 Rand or so, within two consecutive months, you can realistically project that you're going to make 50,000 Rand in the year, and therefore you can register for that. My suggestion is, despite the admin, despite the time, do it and do it early. In addition to getting your systems and processes in place, it gives you that credibility that a lot of people are looking for in order to do business with you. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of School Business MBA. And I'll see you next time.